0: Welcome to what the hell is this show? The podcast where Nick and John share TV episodes with each other, offering no context whatsoever, and then discuss what the hell they're actually about.
1: I kind of found it like pretty profound, actually. Oh, really? I feel, I feel like that is surprising. I, my big thought, and from watching like the first episode, was like, um. It feels like it was ahead of its time, I think, coming out like because it's two thousand nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels ahead of its time, I think. I think it better. I think actually, better suits now. I'd be curious to see how this is this show. Was it cancelled? Yeah, I feel like if it was, this feels like a Netflix show. I think, like if the, the, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix did something like this, like now, because like the characters and just. How it handles, um, I guess being gay as a, as a teenager, like, it, it feels just current, weirdly enough, even though, like, back then it probably would have felt completely out of place. Honestly, like, it, if I'd watched that when I was 19, I would have been like, yeah, nah, this isn't my jam. But, like, watching it now, I think, like, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Because I think, like, when we were saying, when we were watching the show, after we watched the first episode, um, I couldn't stand any of the the current day stuff with um yep. with Simon, um and b- just because I felt like it was too too camp way like just too far that way for me. Yeah, and and also- it's interesting.
0: I think on the note of it being like a sh- you feel like it's a show from now, which is a really interesting way to look at it because I was familiar with it, you know, ten years ago. Yeah. Adult Simon is very indicative of how I think gay people would have been played or portrayed or represented 10 years ago. He is what, even though he's only in it for a minute at the beginning and the end of each episode as like a bookend, he's what dates the show because he really roots that representation and portrayal of sexuality or like gay male sexuality in the noughties, whereas the rest of it, even though it's ironically said in 1997, like it's set 10 years before that, it's because it's so far set in the past it's almost like period drama you know what i mean like yeah. you can just or comedy or whatever like you can just watch it as a nostalgic thing almost yeah
1: and i feel like for me the the show captures a um i mean i've never been to to britain before but it it captures sort of i think it captures the low socioeconomic vibe very very well, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's coming from my own background as well, like, relating that to my own experiences here, um, and just being like, yep, yeah, that's how my parents reacted and did all these, like, did all this stuff, like, my mom used to drink all the time, dad used to drink all the time, <laughs> like, dad was, you know, worked act uh, as, a, you know, as a dent repair and a mechanic and, and all that sort of stuff, and then you had, obviously, like, the extended family who would s- stick around, and, um, you know, it, it's just really interesting how the show seems to capture that time period very well um, but never re- well I mean the first episode uses it to its advantage quite a bit because it establishes all of the key players and or actually just as a side note we were saying constantly through the episode that Olivia Coleman is yep. just like it is fucking bizarre watching her in this considering that the first instance of Olivia Coleman I ever saw was in Hot Fuzz oh yeah 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 in like the bit part that she had Yeah, and then Broadchurch and then this And it's like range.
0: Yeah, I had seen this, so they only ever made 12 episodes of this, and I'd watched it. um, Oh, there's only 12 episodes? Yeah, two six episode seasons, that's it. Oh, right. Yeah, you're already a sixth of the way through. Holy crap. And um, yeah, and I'd probably watched every episode about at least three times through. Yeah. Before Broadchurch was ever made And so the, like this show was my first ever exposure to her And when I heard that she was cast as, in Broadchurch I was like, oh, that's an odd choice Because <laughs> she's so unbelievably It's a different person in this yeah. A completely different person She
1: basically just plays a big bogan Yeah Like it's almost, it's a bogan But like a bogan mum who is accepting Without it being too like preachy You know what I mean? Yeah, it's there's like- actually There's some other episodes where
0: it sort of explores the time period a little bit more and it kind of grounds it in the 90s in that she's not... It's not that she doesn't accept her son, like she loves her son, but it's hard for her because obviously in her living memory, the AIDS crisis was so recent. Right, So it's kind of confronting for her um, that her son could, you know, in her own mind be in danger. Like that's what she thinks being gay is and means. Yeah, Um, And I think she's trying to keep him like a little kid who doesn't really know who he is like as long as possible or you know bury our own head in the sand and there are some even in the two that we watched but across the course of this series there are some really moving moments even though my partner dan and i are like he loves this show as well mm. and we're always like bagging out like the lead character simon even though i can see a lot of teenage me in him I'm, he's such a little shit he's yeah. so melodramatic yeah and horrible
1: to his parents it is very, but I mean, like, when I watch that, I can still relate to that as a, as a, when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was a turd when I was was I was a teenager. I grew out of very, very of grew out of it very quickly, thanks to my parents being just like, we're not going to be put, we're not putting up with you being a turd. And I'm like, all right, but like, I can easily relate to just him, probably not like the just exploring, like, and putting dresses on and. Uh, Becoming to understand who he is as a person, yeah. But obviously, going through the throes of like, oh, my family's the worst. I have the worst family. You know, school bullies, all that sort of stuff. I think it captures that really well and i think simon simon's melodrama is is genuinely funny like you know there's the thing where he jumps off the building because he's you know had to like the fucking he had to wear nylon nylon and um (laughs) which is quite funny and like the building was like a story high and he's just like jumps off and he just wants to kill himself because he has to wear nylon which is very funny um a lot of a lot a couple of those cutaway one like jokes to me worked and some of them didn't um but I think the ones that were mostly related to Simon's just overreaction to the worst thing that ever happened is is, is, really, is really, really funny. And it actually is, I think it really helps feed into his character much more. I mean, I'm far more interested, like I was saying before, I'm far more interested in seeing this version of Simon than I am the one that we get at the start and the end of each episode. And I'm honestly, I was freaking out because after we'd finished watching the first episode, I thought... Okay, so we've got this big, you know, flashback. We're going to go into the flash forward and his current day, and we're going to have to deal with that. And and I, that's what I actually thought was going to happen. And I am absolutely over the moon that that wasn't the case because I'm far more interested in watching how Simon plays in this realm of the late '90s, yep. where this sort of stuff wasn't widely accepted or acknowledged or treated as it is today
0: and he doesn't even understand it like yeah it, what, one of the things that i love about this show and that i really it really speaks to me mm. personally is that everybody around him knows that there is something different around him that for us as adults like you say in the now it's so obvious what it is like yeah. it's so he's just like a little 12 13 year old gay lord yeah but because he hasn't discovered his own sexual urges yet he's yeah. not directed them anywhere it's just all of the traits of a gay man without the orientation in a child's body who doesn't really get it yeah. and it's it's very sweet it is um, and it's very poignant because he he just doesn't understand who yeah. he is and he doesn't know why he's different Um, and it would I think if he, if it were to be uh Defined yeah. to him, even though it's so obvious, he'd probably be really mortified and back away from that as a suggestion. Yeah, um, because that's you know such a terrible
1: thing to be. And- is there a lot of venom in the show in terms of like you know we're talking about how things are sweet? Like for me, like the show is very sweet overall. Like mm. the, there's always a nice message to it. The interaction between Simon and the family is really honestly it's very very nice to watch. But is there any sort of like genuine venom? Like any. Like
0: confrontation, yeah. Like so, that kid um, in episode one who's bullying him, yeah, he comes back and is pretty recurrent, yeah, um, all through the first season and into the second season as well, yeah. And that's, I guess, as far as conflict goes, like the main sort of source of conflict. Does it get worse? Um, a bit, yeah. yeah. And, the, and there's a like a principal, like a head teacher. She's not very nice to Simon either, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess that's one of the beautiful messages of the show is that like he's always got support of his family even where they actually fuck it up quite a few times they are very well meaning yeah um
1: which i think is like that i think is key where it's like his mum. you know she wants to do like she he says like she's like the show mum, um and she tries her best to get her like simon like especially episode two he tries to get into the part um, the what is that? I think it's the lead part. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, In and it's like High School Musical, and she goes up and just assumes that the <laughs> the the director is a pedophile <laughs> uh, grooming the um the lead girl. Yeah, it turns out that he's the godfather of her. Blah 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 blah, and like that plays out very very well. And also like you can just tell that she's well meaning because she wants to see her son do well. Yeah, and like she's like sitting at the table with her uh, with her sister or whatever, and she's just like he's you know he's a he's a, he's like a He's like a side character. He's a supporting character. I just want to kill myself. And (laughs) she's just as melodramatic as Simon is. Yeah. Which I think is really, really funny. And it's really good because Olivia Colman does an amazing job. Um, But I don't know. It's just really interesting. I feel like the the town of Reading feels very lived in. For the two episodes I saw, it feels like it's actually quite lived in. There's those characters that are on the periphery in the neighborhood. Um, Kylie. Is it Kylie? Kylie. Kylie. um, Which has an amazing little (laughs) montage of like... Um, what's his actual name? Leighton Williams. Leighton Williams. And the flashback, like the Kylie flashback, because I'm a big Kylie fan, so I was just like, yeah, I can totally relate to that because I loved Kylie and I still do. Yeah, yeah. And just seeing how he's an amazing dancer as well. Holy cow. Because you were saying like, it was Billy Elliot? Yeah, he was. He
0: <sighs> went on to be in Billy Elliot, the musical. And I think he's one of the, um, one of the angels in Kinky Boots, the musical now on the West End. That's serious. Like, well, actually, it doesn't really surprise me too much when you say that like Did you ever see um, The, sh- the TV <clears> show <throat> Bad Education With Jack Whitehall As the teacher
1: Um, No oh. oh No I didn't No
0: It's on I think it's on Netflix But like There's a gay kid In the class Yeah Called Stephen That's him But he's like Much older He's like A 20 years old Playing a teenager In a school yeah. classroom And the, it's, mu- it's The humour about it Is way more overt Because he's like A senior school Kid by then Right right um, Whereas in this He's just like A little boy
1: Yeah it's just he plays the, uh, like, the camp character so well. I, I don't know. For me, when I, like, look at that, it's just all of the mannerisms that, that, like, I would expect, I guess, uh, are so on point. But also, again, I think he's so supportive, again, of Simon as well when yeah. it comes to, like, especially with the whole talent show because, you know, the play gets cancelled because the director has a fucking fit. Um, but the talent show and the callback to the carry, which I thought was actually quite sly, because the carry. The, so there's that moment where they talk about they're watching Carrie in the room, yeah, and it feels inconsequential, like it doesn't uh-huh. feel. It's just it's like they're just watching Carrie, and then Simon's a bit interested because there was a musical made about it, but it was shite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really interesting. And then honestly, I would not have. I would not have thought to have going, Okay. Well, they might link that towards the end of the episode, and then when they do, it's it's quite clever. Yeah. Because you don't really see it coming.
0: I hadn't seen Carrie um, when I first watched this, and I didn't get it. Like, yeah, I didn't get that when he, they dropped the paint on Tammy fey or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, that it was it was a reference to the beginning of the episode. And it was yeah. only years later when I saw Watch Carrie, I was like, oh, I get what <laughs> they were doing. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like that's. But I mean, like when I watched that, I thought, which I thought it was also funny that he was able to rig a system by which to drop the red hair dye yeah. but that's we'll put that aside um <laughs> it's
0: so interesting to me that you find it so relatable because i was worried that it's such a specific and niche style of programming that you know it's about being a gay teenager in britain in the 90s and it's so idiosyncratic in so many ways there's so many like <coughs> british cultural references and it's and it's a you know it's about a very specific minority of people but i like that you are able to find relatable themes in it and one of the messages that you know adult simon realizes when he like at the end of the season is that um you know the show's called beautiful people and yeah. he him and him and uh kylie at least once per episode they're like oh you know when we get out of here we'll live in london we'll live with the beautiful people um and at the end of the season he realizes that, you know, kind of like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz esque style, like the beautiful people were in front of him the whole time. The whole like, time. It's yeah. his family. Um and it actually takes him until adulthood to realise that. Like it's not as if, you know, he remembers as an adult realizing that in childhood. Like he doesn't realise that until literally until the end of the season.
1: But that it, that actually feels true though, because like I feel like as an like as a kid, you honestly would not be mature enough to fully understand and grasp that stuff. I think, like, yeah, now just, adult, you just you just want to get out. Yeah, now as an adult, like, I'm far more appreciative of where I am now, and my parents and my friends and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like, you know, like, like I can't really relate to like the gay stuff in here, just because, like, obviously, you know, like it just it wasn't a thing that I was growing up with, and in that, in that nowadays, you know, it is obviously something that I'm completely surrounded by. Um, but there's still a lot in both of these episodes that I saw that I was able to really go, oh, man, this is, like, totally reminding me of, like, of high school. Whether it's just hanging out in the street, the bullies, the talent stuff, the drama stuff. Because I did drama when I was in... Pretty much from when I was, like, seven. And... But, I mean, I did it because I was, like, I want to meet... Like, so I was, like, oh, girls do it, so... (laughs) And then it never worked out because I I ended up loving it anyway. But for me, like, watching all of this, everything that happens and the family and just sort of the middle like the low middle class areas it it reminded me of home like of the Sunshine Coast which is where I grew up it's very interesting to see how I know it's so sort of disconnected like it's the coast which is beaches and all that sort of stuff and then like Britain which is just not Um, I feel like it captures this show uh, captures I think that side of Britain really really nicely and it does it I think, I don't know, it just feels... It's hard to describe. I don't know. It just feels very warm.
0: Yeah, and I like that it's a story about people who don't have a lot of money that's not a story about being impoverished. Yeah. Like, they're happy with their lives. You yeah. Know? And they're, they're not... And it's not, in a, you know, Julian Fellows in Downton Abbey, like, putting the servants in their place and then portraying them as, like, contented with their lot. It's not that either. They're just genuinely people who are living in a community and are happy and it's just not a story about materialism at all yeah. it's not even doesn't matter that they don't have a lot of money as in not that it doesn't matter to them it doesn't matter to the narrative this is just about
1: who these people are and i mean they make the, the point as well when at the start of the second episode when simon is just like you guys like we're all so poor like you need to get better jobs and it's just yeah like, yeah he starts like being a plum is cool yeah like your mother's a barmaid like yeah, and even says to her later on, like, when she's, you know, having
0: a midlife crisis about her destiny, and he's like, well, we've got a roof over our head, you know, I've got, like, this
1: cracking wife and booze on tap, like, what's your problem? But, the, I mean, that's the thing, it's like, it's sort of, I think it's interesting that that sort of links back to the whole, the beautiful, like, the beautiful people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where well, it's not even just that, it's sort of like the beautiful life, really. Like, if you're happy with that, then why would you want to change that? Like, it's, exactly it's almost right. like in our eyes, I think, or in other eyes, maybe people don't relate to it, because, you know, they've got, like, they've had a really good upbringing, or, like, a rich upbringing, or whatever, or, I don't know, but I feel like the show does a very, very, very good job, in the two episodes I've seen, at least, of making this, this world and these characters very warm, and the drama isn't isn't driven by a... Um, a na- there's no... Na- does it doesn't feel nasty, actually. Yeah. Like, there's, there's things that they do which is a bit like, oh, okay, you've been a fucking turd. But, like, none of it really, to me, feels just genuinely nasty for the sake of being nasty, you know? Where it's like the villains here in this piece are either very dramatic or just people that just are in the way. And I think that's very common in American shows. Like... Conflict is driven by people who are just
0: generally unkind. Yeah, even if there are protagonists, or if there are, um, you know, or if there are ensembles, like they're just quite horrible to each other. Yeah. Um, Whereas this is not; it's not that style of humor, and yet it's not; it's not cheesy or saccharine either. Like it is still genuinely very funny. Um, I think there's some really great throwaway one-liners. It's actually interesting, you know, you talk about it being relatable because it's actually based on a book. by a guy called Simon Dunin. He's a real person. Oh, okay. Um, he really is a, um, a window dresser at Barney's New York. Yeah. Um, and he really is from Reading, and he's an old man now. Um, he and he's pretty famous in New York actually, and he's like done, you know, like ju- like guest judging on like reality TV shows over there and
1: stuff. Oh, okay. Um, wow.
0: But he grew up in the fifties in Reading, and he wrote this book. Um, just sort of a um, Like anecdotal stories about his childhood there yeah. Not really a biography exactly Just, you know, sort of collection of essays about his childhood And um, Jonathan Harvey, the writer of this show He got his hands on the book and, you know, wanted to make it into a TV show And Simon said, I want it to be like me I don't want it to be about me So mm. they had to change the first names of all the characters And they updated it to be in the 1990s, not the 1950s but some of the events that occur in the book are shown on the T V show, just recontextualized. Yeah, sure. And all of the personalities of the characters, like his dad and his mum and his sister, those personalities are all based on the book. So it's in spirit his life story, if not an actual representation of it. Yeah. Um and I think yeah, that that sort of warm working class community vibe, it really you're right, it does transcend geography. Sexuality um, and even time, yeah, you know, like it's something that per- pervades. But uh, but on the other hand, speaking of time and progression and things moving forward, I think it's easy, like you say, to think, okay, this could be a show for now because at our age and as like Netflix's key demographic subscriber people, it's about looking back at that time which is now past because now gay is everywhere, gay is big, gay is inverted commas fine yeah but actually like that's the the reality is yes we have marriage equality yes we have like a greater sense of rights and awareness but really it's just because we're not in high school anymore there were people who were like out and living in their own little communities who were just like us in the 80s and in the 90s it's about your age Mm. so like there's if there's a little kid you know killing themselves in Aspley two years ago because people were calling them gay. Like it's not it's not actually changed yeah. at all. Yeah. Like it, that ninety seven story about Simon or me, like that could be set in a Brisbane suburb in two thousand and sixteen. It doesn't yeah, absolutely. have to be it's just because we're more familiar with it and we're more aware of it now. It's nice to sort of have that glowing nostalgia on your own youth. But yeah the painful elements of this show are still
1: yeah, very real. Yeah, I think and it's like interesting that you say like it can exist like it can exist now and still feel current. Like it does feel current to me, mainly just because like you said like it's still going on. Like people people will still always be bullied by this or go through the throes of the drama of being, you know, someone in high school, who's struggling to find their identity gay, straight, whatever? You yeah, know? yeah, it's just I, I, I just couldn't help but feel that watching this, I, I just felt attached to it, and I think it would mainly because it, it does sort of base itself in my own time as well. Where it is, where, you know, I'm in primary school in 1997, I'm a seven year old kid, um, but I can vividly remember my high school years and being bullied and seeing bullies and seeing, you know, people discover who they are and all that sort of stuff and understand fully who they are at that age too.
0: Yeah. And I think Jonathan Harvey, who wrote the show, he said that um, one of the things that inspired him to write it was that when you look back on your high school years, everybody thinks that everybody else was in a gang. You know, you think everybody else was in a gang, everybody else was in a friendship group except me. But the reality is, everybody in school is in a gang of one. Yeah. Everybody feels lonely. Everybody feels isolated. Yeah. Um, and I guess that obviously shows in the show, maybe more than I, who can relate to it on in a range of levels, gave it credit for it because you can see those themes yourself. Um, even though it's about, as I said, you know this really niche subject matter, and just there's so many just random, hilarious things in this show, like the hairdresser, for example. Yeah. Like what's she about? Like. <laughs> <laughs> or the scene where he's um he's talking to his auntie when she's eating a burger and yeah. his friend Kylie just like comes like literally just dancing like, the same back and forward. It's just yeah, there's a lot of really just very small moments in this show that really I think are what make it, as well as the stellar
1: cast performances.
0: Yeah, like everybody is so well mm, cast in absolutely. this Absolutely,
1: I feel like it's really interesting because like I was surprised that I recognized a couple of the of the pop culture references, like the M people, and yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I grew up with the M people and. And, and all that sort of stuff like there's a lot of bits and pieces in here that sort of surprised me really well in terms of just like the side gags um you know <laughs> just like when <laughs> uh, what's Olivia Coleman's character's name? Debbie. Debbie when Debbie does uh when Debbie makes over um uh what's her face's mum and she yeah, comes yeah. in looking like basically like a brunette Debbie for like a scene or two scenes or whatever when they're going to see their um their kids perform at the the talent show. Which I thought was very funny. Again, ver, like it's not even subtle. It's just like Debbie just like, yeah, I'll do it and then realising that, you know, maybe she's got a thing for making people over, you know? Yeah.
0: Um There's actually it's interesting on in the case of the case of the um the pop culture references you're talking about, there's a very funny episode later on in the season, um, where it's <laughs> it's Princess Diana's funeral, and um, <laughs> should laugh? No, i should not. But, um, Auntie Haley like gets confused, and she tells, um, Simon and Kylie that the hearse will be driving through Reading, and then she after they leave, she realizes she's got her geography of the UK and like Southampton and Northampton mixed up or something. So, actually, the hearse is like in the other side of the country, but they're. <laughs> they're watching on TV all these people like throwing flowers at the car so they go and wait for it and this black car just drives past and it's not a hurt. it's just a black car black. and they throw this pot plant at it and it just like careens the car off the road
1: it's so, so good is it coming like down there there straight or is it just like just no no, no the,
0: like they go like out to the highway oh, okay. to like wait for it to go by and they just throw a pot plant at this car it's so good <laughs> and that's a pop culture reference you couldn't miss: Princess Di's funeral. Well, which season's better, the first or the second? Um, I really, actually, really love them both, um, but I think, I think the first is better just because it's it's a very original idea, mm-hmm. and they only ever made twelve episodes. It was cancelled after two seasons. I think you're right; it was ahead of its time. Interestingly, the reviews at the time were all saying that it was too soon after the time it was set for it to be being made, because nobody had a like a hunger or a thirst for a nostalgia for something that was so relatively recent. Yeah, right. Because it's only set less than 10 years before. Yeah. yeah, exactly, before it was made. And um, and I think that was maybe a flaw, yeah. or a perceived flaw at the time. So, and the second season was... And it was on at, you know, BBC2 at 9pm. Like, it was not... It was never going to get a huge audience. Mm. Um, and so... Yeah, it was cancelled after the second season after six episodes, so they only made the 12 in total. But if they'd only ever made the six, if they'd only ever made the first six, the final one of the first season ends on a really lovely note, and yeah. that could have all been left there. And then the second season has some really stellar episodes and is just really hilarious, and I'm really glad that they made it, and I wish they'd made more. But it is more of the same. Is and there
1: is there a time jump between the seasons?
0: Um, so not exactly a time jump, but um, it's like about. I mean, you can tell like it's probably about a year has passed. Like Simon's fourteen. Yeah. In the second season, an older Simon has come back to the UK because he breaks up with his New York boyfriend. Yeah. So in the uh, in the bookends that he does at the start and the end of the episode, he actually interacts with Olivia Coleman. In the modern day, like in the present day. Oh. Um, and she's taken in some, like, Polish <laughs> women to, like, be her, like, laundry mates. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Of course she has. Um, And so, yeah, if, if they'd only made the six, I would be really happy with it. Because at the end of the final episode, he just kind of, like, realises at the end of season two the same things that he already realised at the end of season one. Right. one and so, it's just like, yeah, okay. So those but,
1: profound beats are sort of...
0: They've already been... But in the final yeah. episode, he does actually... Come out, like he officially comes out in the very final ever episode. Um, to his parents? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and I guess that's also a good place to leave it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I feel, yeah, I was going to say, it feels like a, a good payoff because he, like, throughout these two episodes at least, he always just says, you know, I'm weird or whatever. And yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was really sweet when, I can't remember what the line is, but Debbie, his mum, when he's, like, talking about the dress, <laughs> you know, how she's just like, um, you're not weird. Oh, what's the line? Yeah, she's like, you're just different. You're just different. And then, obviously, and then, like, the joke is paid off. It's like, you know, what did you say? And then, you know, the husband's like, what did you say to him? And she's like, what did any mother would? And it's like, what?
0: <laughs> why did you wear it in my bloody dress? Yeah, that she
1: just, like, storms out. Which feels like, honestly, that feels absolutely like her character. Like, that feels 100% like something that I love she that like. But it is so fucking funny that... <laughs> that like that line is that she's so upset that he would decide to try someone else's dress on and not hers. Yeah, like almost like she is deeply offended by it. Yeah, and that's
0: her concern about her throwing year somewhere in a dress. Yeah, like is that it was the neighbors and not her own. Oh goodness me, that's and good. As you said, the um the soundtrack is also amazing.
1: Yeah, I honestly the first episode I was saying I feel like they like blew their budget with you know the first episode basically just being this. Terrific soundtrack of just like <laughs> pop icons, you know? Like there's Kylie, Spice Girls, uh, and people who else Sophie Alice does that Jolene cover. Yeah. Oh, is that a oh is that a cover? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit, I didn't realise that Sophie Ellis did a cover of it.
0: Yeah, there's and then there's like other episodes have like Kylie and Danny like doing the winner takes it all and there's quite a, yeah, there's quite, actually, there's an episode that Danny Minogue's actually ends. Oh, really? As herself. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Yeah. So. In the first season?
0: Uh, I think it's in the second season. Yeah. Hayley, um, uh starts this psychic business where people have to call her house and like, you know, she will tell them things about themselves, but it's just a scam. And then Danny <laughs> Minogue ends up calling her and she's like, oh, and she's just making it all up. And she's like, oh, you always feel overshadowed. And she's like, oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> it's so good
1: oh Danny yeah can't believe she's hosting that dance show anyway um, but yeah the soundtrack to me was honestly it was was so good because it just it's very I I love well chosen music and well placed music and everything in that first episode especially there's just so much yeah so many tracks that just pop up even if it's for like a beat and then, and like you say,
0: they're off. not intrusive. They're really carefully mm, chosen. Absolutely, and they fit. Complement the it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like in terms of tone, it doesn't ever, it doesn't ever take away from it. It just, I think, it adds to it. You know, we've been saying over the last couple of weeks how music is not supposed to distract. It's supposed to help. Yeah, absolutely. That. I think this is. It's not a score. It's just, it's pop music. Yeah, you know, um, that fits perfectly. So yeah, I think. Um, for the fact that it's 12 episodes, like, and the the fact that I relate to it, honestly, it's it's a good show. I, I do want to watch it if it needs to be available somewhere that's not Amazon UK.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we own them on DVD, um, and it is very hard to get a hold of. Like, I had to buy them on Amazon D- DVD, uh, sorry, on Amazon UK to watch tonight because the DVDs are not currently available to me. But, um, but you have to have a British card and, like, a British, like, login details, which luckily I do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know how else you would get a hold of this. There are some hilarious clips of it on YouTube that are just little clips you can watch. Um, but I guess that is one yeah, sort of downside to recommend in this one is that other than ordering a DVD, I don't really know how else you could get it.
1: Yeah, the lack of availability is a bit annoying because I, I honestly like if this would if this was on like. Netflix or, seriously, it feels like a Netflix show. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Like, I fully expect like, the Netflix logo, logo to pop up at the start of every episode.
0: Just um, come over to my house and we'll just, like, watch the whole thing one yeah, afternoon. It's only say, take a just, day.
1: <laughs> you could just watch it in, like, four hours. Um, I have done that. More um, than once. <laughs> well, you said you've watched it three t- oh, no, sorry. you watched it three times before, Broad before Broadchurch. Before shows, yeah. Jeez. So. How many times have you actually watched it? Uh, Probably about five, I think. Is that back through. to front? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because
0: yeah, yeah. it doesn't take you know it only takes a day, so you know just one weekend every two or three years. <laughs>
1: it's like uh, oh, there's not much to watch. It looks like I'm just going to put on beautiful people. 100. Um, percent. Could yeah. do worse. I, I yeah, I'm to- I, I totally um, do want to finish watching this, especially because I want to see obviously like the, the cameo is good, but also I want to see how the show pays its first season off. Yep. Especially if it is mani- if it manages to be as surprisingly profound to me, at least. Um, I think. In that sense, I, I want to see just how it finishes. I think it's hard to blame
0: something that's moving and poignant with being genuinely funny without the conflict of cruelty. Mm. Like it's, it's very deftly done. I yeah. would say, yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a, there's not a bad bone on this show. I think, but and yet, you know, often with that kind of heartwarming lovely cozy you know we are the weasleys i hate that yeah like oh that whole british family thing it just makes me want to vomit yeah um and (laughs) the the show is not like that like it's it's genuinely funny and and just because i believe them i feel like they're real people yeah absolutely who genuinely care about each other but who are you know flawed and not
1: just some picture perfect warm british delight i'd love to read some interviews with the cast then to see how they talk about the show then yeah same i'd be very keen yeah. to do that. I, I i just i'd be curious to see how they talk about the show in that time compared to how they it might be spoken about now yeah 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 that would be very interesting yeah
0: and i think as we said you know <coughs> the adult simon would probably be a little bit more thoughtfully portrayed nowadays mm. if mm. it was made now.
1: absolutely absolutely all right i think that's it yeah we're done it's a good show
0: yeah good. good well come over we'll watch it yeah okay. and anyone out there buy it on dvd yeah. it's amazing we we'll just come over and hang out and watch it with us yeah maybe they'll like make a belated season 3 if like enough people uh, yeah. D- DVD buy, sales yeah. buy, skyrocket or, or you know come over to my house wherever you are in the world just watch
1: it it's good it's very good I'm I'm I mean especially because it's only 12 episodes which is genuinely surprising
0: and also please don't get it confused with that like crappy American soapy drama thing beautiful people same name very 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 different show oh yeah this is fully British BBC sitcom 2008 starring Olivia Colman we're not recommending
1: the other one yeah whatever the hell that was on the YouTube that we saw yeah Jesus um okay oh yeah podcast yeah where are you gonna catch us on Uh, Apple Apple (laughs) Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify um give us the ratings and all that sort of stuff. We do love it. We do see it and we... Uh, appreciate it. We do, yeah. We I
0: also uh, do not appreciate that actually, despite saying that, no one has actually given us a review yet. So yeah. if you want to get on that, the that'd hell. be nice. The nice.
1: first person that gets a review gets nothing. Gets to choose oh, yeah. there you go. what we review
0: next time. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's yeah. fun. If you, Yeah, if you give us a review and a five-star rating and you're the first one, you can select what we're going to be watching contextless next time. Yeah. And then both of us might be going in blind yeah that'd be a fun
1: episode to do actually just choosing like a random episode of anything oh, this would be a good so way to dangerous. see if people have
0: actually bothered listening is like all the way to the that's end fair. of the, po- yeah, of the yeah. podcast <laughs> 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 have
1: they even got to this part if you did well done yeah well you should have as well because you need to be dedicated to podcasts and especially this one
0: yeah and so if you have then you deserve to get to choose what we watch next
1: bingo anyway that'll do us thanks john
0: yeah select in your review all right i will um catch you next time oh yeah peace
1: Bye.